This is Missing Pieces. You're listening to your host, Marilyn, and I am coming to you from my living room. I thought I would take some time and pause and stop what I'm doing. I just finished wrapping gifts um, in a most unusual way this year. I decided I'm not going to go out and buy ton of tons of uh, wrapping paper. I'm just going to get the boxes and just purchase um, some ribbon and just do a little triangle and put a little um, ornament or something on the box. And then on the back side of it, I'm just going to write the name of who it's going to and a Merry Christmas. I'm just not going to do that. And I ran out of boxes and the stores ran out of boxes. So I took tissue paper from uh, the gifts that I received from my colleagues and I used tissue paper uh, to wrap up a couple of gifts. And and then I use, um, you know, those candy bags that you would get from the store. And I use uh, those with a couple of uh, uh, tissue paper. And then I took um, a little string of, um, uh, what do you call it, the um, the ornament wrapper and tied it, the bag, so that it wouldn't come out. So that's what I finished doing. And I also uh, am watching um, <laughs> season two of The Witcher. Yeah. I'm telling you, I love it. And you probably say, how can a woman of God, a counselor, someone who professes to know God and loves God and worship God, look at the witcher? Well, let's tell you this. I am an, I am an ordained elder and my apostle Jones, who ordained me said that you can get a revelation out of everything and I'm telling you I have I have gotten a revelation out of um the other movie that's coming that's um out of uh the prime video uh called The Wheel of Time that's a deep movie that's very deep um, I'm into that as well. I'm into a lot of mystical movies. Um, I'm not into a lot of demonic stuff. I don't touch demonic stuff. I don't allow demonic stuff to enter into my house, but I, I do like The Witcher and I do like The Wheel of Time. Now, The Witcher has um, captivated me because it lets me, I, I got a revelation out of that because it lets me know that even the most spiritual of spiritual people can be tricked. But this young man, the witcher, has fallen in love. Yeah, he has fallen in love. 
And when you are sensitive in the spirit realm and you are sensitive to truth and um, lies, you know truth when you see it and you know lies when you see it. But this gentleman, he knows truth and he fell in love with this woman and he knows this woman has been mistreated. And the woman's name is Yerni. And Yerni's powers were taken, were stripped from her. And she fought back um, by giving her soul to the enemy. And when she did that, finally, her... Uh, her soul was retaken and she fell in love with the witcher and she knew that she could not live up to what he expected of her. And he thinks she's dead, but she's not. But then again, because he is so spiritual, he knows that she is not dead. He's on another path because he is now has a new assignment and his assignment is to protect this person who, uh, who is a princess who has a gift that she does not understand her gift. So it is his assignment for him to protect her until she cultivates that gift until she understands the gift until the gift is trained, until she can understand who to trust and who she cannot trust, then he can be released and then he can move on. And that's where we are. Some of us are in that state. God has given us assignments. There are some people that are in our lives that have, uh, we are there to cultivate them. We are there to encourage them. We are there to make sure that they are okay. We are overseeing them. We are making sure it's like we are their intercessor. We are there to make sure that they are on the right path of their destiny. And that's where the witcher is. The witcher is making sure that this princess make it to her destiny and purpose at all costs. And that's what's part of the revelation. And then you have the other woman, Yerni. Wherever Yerni goes, there's always trouble. But she has a kind heart. And she's trying to find her destiny and purpose. And right now I am on season two, episode five. And I have to get to episode eight because my daughter is coming in town and we're going to discuss it when she comes home for Christmas. And she knows that her mom is going to give her deep revelation. I am on episode five, which means uh, turn your back. <laughs> Woo! Have you ever turned your back on some things? 
Have you ever turned your back on something that you know you had to turn your back on? As painful as it was, you had to turn your back and you had to let God be God. And that's how life is. Sometimes we have to turn our back and say goodbye to the past and walk towards destiny and purpose. And we are coming towards the end of another year. And some of us are unhappy. Some of us have lost loved ones. Some of us have been sick. Some of us are still sick. Some of us are financially stricken. Some of us are not broke. Everybody's not broke, y'all. I was at Target and I watched people coming out of that store and, and as I was walking in and everybody's not broke. There are, there are some broke people around here and there's some broke people and some people are dealing with some financial issues and concerns and everything. But everybody in this world is not broke. God is blessing some people. And I'm here, I'm gonna raise my hand to God and I just pray that God, when you are sprinkling favors and gold dust of favor and financial blessings and miracle, drop some on my house and my son and my daughter's house. Drop some on the people that are listening to this right now. Send some their way too, God. We're coming to the end of another year. And To God be the glory. We made it through another year. And we don't know if we're going to make it through 2022. We have no idea. We have no idea what the government is going to do. We don't know if the sky is going to crack and the world is coming to an end. We have no idea. We have no idea if the deaf angel is going to come into our home and say, okay, this is your time. We have no idea. All we can do is live our life to the glory of God. Be kind. Be joyous. Reverence God, seek God, establish a relationship with God, grow closer to the Lord, stay near his hip. I'm staying on the hip of God. He can carry me on his hip all he wants. I don't care. I don't care. He can pick me up and carry me on his hip. I don't care. I'm going to be, I'm, 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 I'm clinging to him like it's my last. I'm going to hold on to the hem of his garment like the old folks used to say. I'm going to cling to God because that's where my strength comes from. I'm serious. I'm I'm not joking. You know, I'm a counselor and I try and I counsel people and I and I tell them that, you know, and I encourage them and I tell them, you know, you can do this. And I give them the momentum to to get up out of the bed and to go do this and do that. And it's hard for me to counsel my own son who's struggling with PTSD. I, 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 I can't wear that hat because it's hard to wear a counselor hat for 
a mommy whose son can't receive what you got to say. So pray for me. Pray for me, please. We're going to try to get him in a facility, hopefully by next month, when he has his appointment with his psychiatrist. But hopefully we can get him in a 30-day facility. He wants to get somewhere so he can clean himself out and 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 get a fresh outlook. He wants to step away from everything. And, and sometimes, you know, it's good to do that. It's good to do that. And he recognizes this is what he needs. He needs to go away, he said, for at least, a, at least 30, 40 days. And he recognized that. You know, even people that are Christians and you know God, whatever religion is your belief, it's okay to have a counselor. It's okay. And he recognizes, my son, that he needs to get away from the environment. Now, when I say environment, he's not in a bad environment. He lives alone. He has a dog named Brooklyn. She's a bull. But he wants to get away from that. He wants to get away from the telephone, from the Internet, from social media and TV. And he wants to clear his head. And he wants to have daily conversation with God alone and with a counselor. And I'm all for it. So I'm praying that when we meet with the counselor, his psychiatrist, next month, in the next couple of months, that we can get him in. Be praying for me that we can get him in. This is what he wants. And if he wants it, I want it. It's okay. It's okay to turn your back. It's okay to want to be a warrior. Being a warrior comes with much sacrifice. It comes with waking up at three in the morning and the Holy Spirit said it's time to pray. Or you're in a deep sleeping God takes you somewhere and you're in somebody else's dream. And you're covering and you're protecting and you're fighting for the life of someone else. We're coming to the end of 2021. And I pray that each and every one of you that are listening, you are building an intimate relationship with God. When you get a chance, I want you to read Psalms 34, verses 8 through 14. I don't have it in front of me. But it basically says that... um, You can get real busy for God, you know, especially when you're on the mission field. You can't fake a relationship with God. You can't be busy trying to serve while singing, teaching, preaching, and consider that to be intimacy. No, no. You can't have that artificial closeness. You got to have the real thing right now. You got to have the real thing going into 2022. 
I'm very serious. It 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 requires humility and grace. It 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 requires grace from your highness. He is our highness. He's the one that atone us for our sins and he's the one that can help our relationships become successful and you know at some point take this time and stop doing for the Lord so that you can enjoy being with him Take these last few days, put a pause, and just be with him. And that's where the intimacy starts. Just be with him. Listen to him. Commune with him. Worship with him. Read your word. Go to sleep with him. And don't do anything else. You know, and you probably say, well, Marilyn, but I got to go to church. I I, got to keep praying. I got to go serve the people. I got to go feed the hungry. I got to go help the homeless. But if you've been doing that all year long, just pause for a moment and regain your strength. And then do it again come January. It's okay. Even Jesus Christ stepped away to regain his strength. You can't do it 12 months every day. 365 days. It's okay to serve. But you got to step back and regain. You got to do a sila. And you got to have a relationship and intimacy with God. That's important. An intimacy with God. We Christians, we have a tendency. To say, I'm a child of God, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do Yeah, that's okay. We can do that. But if you're doing it and you're burnt out, what's becoming of that? You set yourself up to become attacked, and the enemy will attack you. You leave yourself wide open. And then you have to call on the intercessors and they have to come in and fight for you. And then even as an intercessor myself, I have to retreat until the bruises have been healed from being in battle. And then I can go back out. I do not go out without permission from God. I do not. But I used to, I used to get beat up all the time, bruised up all the time, but I don't anymore. I choose the battles when God give them to me. 
I'm learning to stay in my lane. I'm learning to find peace and intimacy with God because time is winding up. And I have to make sure that I'm in the right place. And that I'm doing what is necessary. I listened to Steve Harvey uh, on Steve Watch. And he mentioned a book called Essentialism. And I'm going to get that book. And it's important to find out what's essential and what is not. What is important and what is not. Now, that book... Is called Essentialism. And I'm trying to find the name of it. Yes, here it is. It's called The Essentialism. And it's by Greg McCow. When you get a chance, get the book. It's called The Essentialism by Greg McCow. Um, M-C-K-E-O-W-N. I hope I'm spelling his name right. I'm going to get that book. And I'm going to get that book for my son. And I'm going to get that book for my daughter. That's going to be my goal tomorrow when I go to Barnes & Noble. And I'm going to hunt that book out. I have um, a Nook. I still have a Nook. Yeah, I'm old school. I still have a Nook, so I'm going to download it on my Nook. But I'm going to get that book for them. And it's important to do what is essential. What is essential what is essential what is essential what are you going to get out of this right now in the long run what is going to ha- what is essential for me to go and do this right now what is it going to benefit me is it going to benefit me if it is yes if it's not no it's not important is it going to benefit me to get in my car to go all the way over town to pick up something that I know I can get that later. And right now it's dark outside. But I don't feel like doing it tomorrow. Am I going to risk myself going out there now? Because I don't want to go out there tomorrow. Because I know it's going to be traffic tomorrow. But do I want to go out there now? No. Is it essential for me? Because someone says, I need your help. I, can you come over and, and pray for me? I, I can't right now. You've got to be able to find out what's essential, what matters, what's going to benefit you. Is it going to benefit you in Christ to do this or is it going to hurt you in the long run? Are you going to be begging Christ to help you get out of this that you shouldn't have done, but you did it anyway? Are you going to be begging Christ to help you do this when you know you shouldn't have done that? Is it essential? Get the book. Maybe that'll be a topic we'll talk about in the new year because I already said we're going to be talking about patience. Um, I'm going to spend some time trying to find the CD. I haven't forgotten. We're going to still do that. Um, I got to find the CDs. <gasps> Please don't get mad at me if I don't find it. But that's on my goal come Monday is to find it.
right now I'm in Christmas mode and I'm trying to get my house in order. I'm going to have two dogs in the house on Saturday. One is a Chihuahua. His name is Little Ace. And the other one is a bull. And her name is Brooklyn. Brooklyn is laid back and chill. Ace is all over the place. And he's in heat. And I hope he doesn't try to do anything to poor Brooklyn. Brooklyn probably bite him or you probably tell him, look, I'm not in the mood. That's how she does. She'll look at you and say, I'm not in the mood, Ace. Leave me alone. And he'll go. And Ace will go on about his business. So this is going to be hilarious to watch this. So I have to go out and get Brooklyn a blanket because she loves my blanket and I, I won't let her have it. And Ace want the blanket. So if Ace come over and see that Brooklyn has the blanket that he wants, it's going to be a little thing going on. So pray for me. I'm going to go to Home Goods tomorrow and I'm going to get them each a separate blanket. So they can have their own blanket and a toy. And, uh, yeah. But they're not going to be in here for long. It's maybe two, three hours. And then their parents will take them and take them on back home. Of course, my daughter, she's staying at a hotel and she'll go visit her dad. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be fun. So I don't have grandchildren. I have grand fur. Got to give, got to take what they give you. They're not ready for kids and I'm not going to push them. So if you're not doing anything this weekend, I want you to watch The Witcher. If you haven't started looking at it, look at season one. I'm on season two. I'm looking at episode five. Turn your back. Um, Look at The Wheel of Time under Prime. Um, and the season finale is tomorrow night. Um, but you can always look at that anytime. I'm going to be praying for you right now. Father God, we thank you for this moment in this time that you allowed me to speak to your people, to encourage them, to have some time to chat with them, to see how everyone is doing. We thank you, God, that you are aligning the stars for favor and blessings for me and your people. We thank you, God, that you are anointing us for strength and you are being so kind and gracious to allow us to be in your presence. We thank you, God, for giving us insight and clarity as to who you are in our lives. We thank you, God, that as we end this year that you have been with us, we thank you for healing powers. We thank you, God, for healing deliverance. We thank you for healing of the mind, healing of the bodies, healing our finances, healing our colleagues, healing our families, healing our homes, oh God. We thank you for everything, God. We thank you for your glory which is about to be revealed. We thank you for family and friends. We thank you for laughter and joy and peace that surpasses our own understanding. And we ask, oh God, that you would laugh with us on Christmas Day, for it is the day that we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the one who sacrificed and atoned himself 
so that we may live and have joy. We thank you more abundantly. We thank you for your love, your understanding. We thank you, God, for forgiving us of our sins. We thank you for grace and mercy. And God, we ask that you watch over us as we sleep tonight. May your angels take charge over our homes. Bless our going out and our coming in. May your angels take charge over our doors, protecting us from evil. God, our hearts and our minds, renew the mind as we stay focused on you. Bless our going out and our coming in. Bless our children and our children's children. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and it is so. Amen. Amen. Blessings and peace be with you until I talk with you next week. Have a merry, 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 merry Christmas. And I'll see you on New Year's Eve. Bye.